From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today we're talking about breast cancer surgery options at Upstate with an assistant professor of surgery, Dr. Lisa Lai. Thank you for being here, Dr. Lai. Thank you, Amber. Uh, now, you went to SUNY Buffalo School of Medicine, and you did your surgical residency here at Upstate, and then a fellowship in breast surgical oncology at Emory University School of Medicine before you returned to Upstate. So tell us how you chose to specialize in breast surgery and, and what your training was like. I think I was mainly attracted to breast surgery due to the love of the patients, we really form a nice bond together and have a chance to get to know each other well in the initial phase, which involves, you know, the, the pre-surgical phase and the post-operative care, as well as the years that follow then um, as they come for their follow-up appointments. So I think um, it began with just a natural bond with the patients. Um, I love the fact also that I'm treating cancer um, and love that the patients generally tend to do very well um, once they've been treated. So that's a longer-term relationship than some surgeons have with their patients. So you're following mostly women, right? Mostly. I have a handful of men, but mostly women. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, too, you know, I like that we get to work as a team. So breast cancer treatment does not just involve the surgeon, but involves medical oncologists, radiation oncologists, a plastic surgeon, pathologist, um, et cetera. So we really work as a team to come up with the best plan that fits the patient's needs, and uh, we're constantly evaluating how we can do things differently and better and Um, what the newest advancements are in breast cancer treatment. So I think as a team, we come up with um, really the the best plan that we can for the patients. So these days, uh, when someone hears that they have um, breast cancer, does that always involve some sort of surgery? For the most part. um, Currently, the standard of care for all breast cancer is surgery. And um, most patients have options regarding the surgery, Um, whether it's going to be a lumpectomy that just removes a mass or a mastectomy, which removes the whole breast. Um, And there are many different ways to do the two. Um, It also usually involves sampling a lymph node under the arm and may uh, may involve removing more lymph nodes under the arm. And why why are the lymph nodes, why is that part of... If the cancer has spread, the first place it would go would probably be the lymph node under the arm. Okay, so that'll tell you whether it has spread? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm, okay. Um, Now, you mentioned that you, you know, you work with the patients. What sorts of decisions would um, someone facing breast cancer have, would would they have a say in whether they have a lumpectomy or a mastectomy necessarily, or... What are some of the decisions that they would face? Most patients have options as to what surgery they can have. Unless, oh, you know, it seems that it's a bigger tumor or that it has uh, spread a little more aggressively in the chest, then they may not have so many options. But uh, most women with early-stage breast cancer have options for lumpectomy or mastectomy. And uh, we have, uh, you know, all sorts of 
newer and more advanced surgical techniques that can help, um, you know, lessen the surgical burden for them, whether it's finding ways to save their nipple, like a nipple sparing mastectomy, or enhance the overall cosmetic appearance of the breast after surgery, such as combining a lumpectomy with a breast lift, which is known as an oncoplastic surgery or oncoplastic reduction. Um, We also have newer ways to make the scars smaller or hide them. So um, we work very closely with a plastic surgeon as well and enjoy being able to customize a surgical plan that best suits the patient's needs. Um, when you mentioned plastic surgeon, now that makes me think of reconstruction. Is that combined with a surgery to remove the cancer often? Most times the surgery to remove the cancer and the reconstruction are done at the same time. Um, so the patient wakes up having completed both operations. Other times, you know, the patient may feel like they can really only focus on treatment of cancer at the time, so they opt to delay the reconstruction until after the cancer treatment is completed. Um, Other times, we recommend that they delay that reconstruction, so we recommend that we focus on just simply treating cancer and making sure they do well from that standpoint and then addressing the reconstruction um, question later uh, later on. that there's always an option, you know, to help the patient, you know, from an appearance and, you know, physical standpoint um, in terms of the reconstruction. So whether they have a mastectomy without reconstruction, you know, we have bras and prosthesis and things so that when the patient, as I often tell them, when you're walking around town, you're fully clothed and everyone's around you, not a single person is going to know that you ever had the surgery. Okay, neat. Now, sometimes is surgery the end of the treatment? They're done, or do is there chemo and or radiation that follows? It depends on the type of cancer, um, as well as the op- the surgery that we perform. So, um, I think most people tend to think of, of breast cancer as one type of cancer, but within it, there are many, many different subtypes. Um, which are treated a little bit differently from each other. So some types of cancer, of breast cancer, need chemotherapy. Others don't. Um, As far as radiation, it's almost always needed if you have a lumpectomy and usually not needed if you have a mastectomy, but there are caveats to those. So very individualized. Very individualized. And the decision is usually made... um, at the time of planning for the operation because we also have ways to deliver radiation through a catheter um, immediately following the surgery. So some women will opt for this catheter to be placed at the time of their operation. So that's something that we need to know up front and plan for ahead of time. Well, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Lisa Lai, a breast surgeon at the Upstate Cancer Center. Um, Well, you've walked me through kind of the the treatments that are offered today, the standard of care today. Um, Can you fast forward and look ahead a decade or two? How do you think breast cancer is liable to be treated in the coming years? Well, that's a really fascinating question, Amber. It's something that I spend a lot of time thinking about. 
And I think if we look at the trend, for example, if we look at where breast cancer surgery was 40 years ago, you know, all women were being treated with radical mastectomies, which was, you know, radical removal of the breast tissue, all the lymph nodes and the muscles beneath it. That's an operation that is almost never done these days. Um, so we evolved from radical mastectomies to mastectomies that remove less of the surrounding tissue, tissue so just the breast and uh, some of the lymph nodes. Um, we then evolved to where patients needed all their lymph nodes removed to could then have them sampled, and also from doing mastectomies in all patients to being able to offer lumpectomies for early-stage breast cancer. So looking at the trend, the trend has always been to do less and less surgery. So where we are currently, um, it may seem counterintuitive, but there's nothing really that excites me more as a breast surgeon than to be able to offer the patient less surgery. Um, because we never want to do more than what they need or can have a benefit from because, you know, there's downsides to having surgery too. So um, where we stand currently, um, our cancer center has opened several major national trials that can help um, patients with certain types of cancer either reduce the amount of surgery they have or perhaps avoid it altogether. Wow. Um, for example, we just opened the um, COMET trial for ductal carcinoma in situ, or DCIS. That's the earliest stage of breast earliest cancer. Stage, breast cancer? stage okay. zero breast cancer. And this trial um, will have um, the option uh, for patients to have um, treatment of their cancer that is not operative, that simply involves medicine and very careful surveillance. So um, we're very excited to have these options for patients. And it, it seems like the future is truly evolving to, towards it less operative and possibly non-operative care of breast wow. cancer. And so this is a trial that's underway here now. And if people are interested in that, um, we will place a link to the Cancer Center website on our page, which is healthlinkonair.org, or people can go to upstate.edu slash cancer um, to find some more information on how to get involved in that. So mm -hmm. are there um, other things on the horizon, too? Yes. I mean, you know, in terms of the surgeries, um, we're finding ways to do, you know, more advanced te techniques with smaller scars, uh, more hidden scars, um, less invasive ways of doing surgery. Um, for example, at the recent American Society of Breast Surgeons, there was a really beautiful demonstration of doing a lumpectomy without an incision and without any sutures using really? a device that could go in and collect the tumor in a basket type uh, container and then remove it through a catheter. Wow. And um, there are several trials ongoing that are actually um, cryoablating the tumor or freezing it. So rather than making an incision to remove it, a catheter is being inserted through the skin into the tumor to freeze it and then allow it, that tissue to die and, and that tumor to disappear. So um, it really seems that 
at least for some patients and for some types of breast cancer, that um, less invasive and um, less surgical options are on the horizon. Well, tell me a little bit about, because you treat other breast conditions besides cancer. What are, what are some of the other things that you see? There's really a tremendous variety. Um, I see many women um, who come in with uh, benign breast disease, such as benign breast masses or cysts or breast pain, or who come because they've had an abnormal mammogram and need help understanding it and whether they need a biopsy. Or they come because there is, you know, a higher incidence of breast cancer in their family and in their relatives, and they're concerned about their own risk, and they want to have extra attention for breast exams and breast screening and to learn how they can reduce their risk. So um, we really have a lot to offer um, depending on, you know, the patient's um, complaint or condition, but there are many things we can do um, that we do every day in our office that are not necessarily surgical or for breast cancer, but are overall helping the patient understand their breast disease or breast condition or breast cancer risk. Well, that's very good to know. Thank you for being here. My guest has been breast surgeon Lisa Lai from the Upstate Cancer Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.